Hello and welcome everybody to the Zoom of Vam Viva Zoom. I'm glad to be back. It's been such a long time. Train of Vam Viva Zoom. We're on Zoom. Train of Zoom. I like Ambiva Zoom. Ambiva Zoom. Zoom villains. Anyway, we decided to do a, a Zoom episode today because we thought it'd be a good idea for you guys to see us and weep for a whole week. We just want to fuck up your weekend. Yeah, it's just mess up the entire weekend. <laughs> I think this would be really interesting. I'm quite looking forward to been looking forward to doing this for a while, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, let's, see, let's see how it goes. I think this works better than me video, well, phoning you and then kind of talking to your voice. Yeah, that, that was hella distorted, but like, I think it worked reasonably well. It worked okay for what it was, and I'm sure Douglas will appreciate that we've made the upgrade to Zoom. Oh yeah, we were definitely moving up in the world. So, what do we have to talk about this, well, this episode, considering it's been a good month and a bit since, because we start, we did our last episode the first weekend of lockdown, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Lockdown, and now we're like, come to God knows when. I think two don't months. Know don't know even what the date is anymore. But all time just seems to blur together. So, let's see if we can even like try to recall what we've previously spoken about. Well, when we were on the last episode, I was talking about Dragon Quest a lot. You have just... So we, that was the one where you accidentally... You beat the super boss in Animal Crossing? Oh, yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. That was really good. So and now, since then, I got Animal Crossing too, and I still haven't found that super boss. You'll find it eventually. You, you've got a... Like a is it hidden in a rock? No, you, you, you've got to do, like, certain, like, hidden events, and then you've got to fight Tom Nook and then Keiko Slider. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, uh, just generally speaking, how, how, how are you finding the lockdown? How's everyone finding the lockdown? I'm talking to nobody else here. It's not been so bad, I mean, I mean like, it starts off, I've lost to do, but I feel like I've adapted quite well into it. Hmm. I don't feel like I've, like I've adapted quite well into it. Like, I feel like I've got like more of a sense of like working towards a normal level now. Yeah. Just, like, I, I don't really miss that much going out other than like going for a swim. Mm, and I'm saving money on petrol. I think like, I've, not, I've not filled up my car on petrol for like since March. Yeah, and petrol prices have dropped so much that it's becoming normal almost. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. But at the same time, really bad. Like everything around us is bad. But at the same time, we're we're not doing so badly. But that's because we have all the games that we're about to talk about, and the the TV and films and anime and all that that we normally do. So where do you yeah. want to start? Oh, I've been binging like so much shit. I like I'm watching like Thirty Rock for the thousandth time. Yeah. I started watching Inuyasha, which was I've like got halfway through it, and then I kind of gave up, and now I've kind of picked it back up again. Hmm. That's been pretty interesting. Watching, uh, there's a few more episodes of Duncanville, the series by Amy Poehler. Yeah, you were saying last time. They managed to crank out a few more episodes of those. I've got those to catch up on, which I'm quite looking forward to. Uh, it's been things have been pretty dry in the movie front, to be honest. Yeah, well, nothing's really coming out at the moment, is it? Like, well, the Bond film was delayed, and basically everything has either been given a direct to streaming release or it's just been completely delayed. Mm, true, 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 true. 
I am looking forward to some things. Uh, like they're meant to be releasing um, Hamilton on Disney Plus at some point. Okay. Which means if it's going to be released on Disney Plus, that means you're going to be able to torrent it eventually. It's very so fun. So I'll finally get to see Hamilton, the, Hamilton the musical. I was about to ask. I was just like, oh wait, you got Disney Plus? <laughs> oh no. There's no way I'm paying for that shit. Do you even have Netflix? Mm, um, sister lets me use her account, but again, I, it's not really something I use. Again, if I want it, I'll turn it. So, yeah. Fair enough. I um, I've been started watching uh, Avatar because it's on Netflix now. So I, it's one of the it's one of those shows. I was like, I feel like watching as an adult. I'm like, this is really good. But if I watched it when I was a kid, I thought I think it would have been like this is amazing. I think that's the thing. I watched it like. I watched it during my second year of university because my friend kept recommending it to me. Okay, so you were also an adult when you watched it. Yeah, and I thought it was amazing. Like, in terms of world-building characters and, like, all that kind of stuff, it was fantastic. There's some little bits of humour which are, like, really good. But it's all, it's also deals with some quite dark issues and the whole kind of genociding. Yeah, see, I'm only on season one at the moment. So uh, I'm, like, maybe 15, 16 episodes in. And what I'll do is I'll be working and uh, I'll just kind of have it playing in the background. But I'm, I'm becoming really good at multitasking to the point where I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing out at all now when it comes to, to TV because I can actually work when watching. That's actually a really good guy. Mm. I cannot do that at all. I've got to devote all my attention to one thing. I feel like if you, I feel like you physically can't be watching TV when at work because people would die. Oh yeah, true. But if I'm trying to if I'm trying to study at home, like I said, I've, it's got to be like focus on one thing or like both things suffer. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. There's no middle ground there. If there's something I, for example, because of my job, I don't have to concentrate too much on that, so I can uh, divert my attention between the two. Whereas if I was doing something important, then no, <laughs> then then it has to be the one thing. But no, I'm really enjoying it so far. I think like. The, as you said, the world building, the, the, the mysticism of it all. But why is it always that the fire people are the bad guys? I don't know. They just turned out to be assholes. But like, they 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 cover like they go into the, the like the actual backstory of like the entire uh, yeah. entire war, and it's so interesting and it's so cool and it's it's horrifying. But like, they make it so touching. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You've really got to admire just for like a kid show, kid show how well they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I'm finding that there's like the little character moments of probably the best bit of the show. Like it's, it's quirky. It's funny. I love how like they have animals, but they're like, they're weird crosses between different animals. Yeah. There was an episode I watched the other day. And I'm like, is that a bear or an otter? And it's like a, a, a bear or an otter or a duck. It's like a bear that it, it lays a, a bear and a platypus when it lays an egg. That's really cool. I really, <laughs> like, I really like stuff like that. Mm. Like, I do wish I did see it as a child because I'm definitely going to fucking love that shit. Because I, I saw it a lot. Like, I saw it advertised a lot when we were kids. And I used to watch Nickelodeon. And, but because, you know, some things you just get into and some things you don't for some reason. That's the thing. I think... It started to come out at a point where I just started to watch instead of like watching cartoons after school, I'd just like be watching music channels instead. You know what? I think we weren't kids. That's probably the explanation behind it. It was like when we were 
10, 11, 12, and it's early teens, right? Pre-adolescent, and you're kind of like, you're not watching as many cartoons. And then before before you then go to uni and then start watching cartoons all over again. Oh, that's so true. I'm just going to have to quick Google when the series came out. In England, though, because remember, we get things like two years later. Because it was early 2000s in America, I'm pretty sure. So it came out in like 2005. So we were in secondary school. In 2005, so we would have been in secondary school. And and also in England, it would have been 2007-ish. So it yeah. would have been when we were about, yeah, exactly like 12, 13. Mm. Yeah. Because like, it's been like on Netflix again, like... I've seen so many people on Tumblr just like loving it and really get back into the series. Yeah, it's, really it's, it's like a, a modern day phenomenon of the Netflix revival, which is as soon as something goes on Netflix, all of a sudden it's just hype city. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Mm. It's really nice to see that it gets like a bit of attention again. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Really, I'm really liking it. I'm. I'm. I've because I've always seen people talk really highly about it, and. Yeah, get to finally get to finally watch it. But yeah, otherwise, what else have you been watching? You watching many anime, many animes. Anime, so on the anime front, I uh, we watched all of Golden Golden Kamoi again, which is like just first two series. Hmm. Still waiting for that third series to come out, but that is a fantastic series. I definitely recommend you watching that. Is it still so, going out? Yeah, it's they're still churning out, and the manga is still going on. Hmm. Which is quite nice because they release they're like you get like a daily, um, a weekly even release of a new chapter, which is really nice to keep you going and tie you over. But they did fantastic work with the actual anime. Like, it's so beautiful to watch, and they made it so super interesting. And they didn't really cut much from it either, which was really cool. Cool. They I rewatched that. It's only like twelve episodes per season, but definitely worth a watch. Okay, awesome. Yeah, the issue with anime at the moment with me is because, like, the time I'm watching TV is when I'm working, but I obviously can't. I know, as I said, I'm good at multitasking, but I can't turn to read the subtitles and then every single time someone speaks because that sounds like a nightmare. Cool. <laughs> is that? That's basically our sponsor for today's episode. <laughs> Nice you know, you know the rule about our sponsors. Burgers by Mum. Yeah, that was a solid burger. <laughs> anyway, what else have been watching? We're watching uh, Inuyasha. Yeah, it's like Inuyasha, the feudal fairy, feudal fairy tale. Okay, say try saying that like ten times. Inuyasha, feudal fairy tale. What is that? Like, is that an anime or is that just? A... Yep. So it's an anime again. Came out. I think it was like late to mid um, 2000s okay just like fairy tale back in feudal era goal goes goes goal goes back in time through like a magical world and hunts and like hunts demons looking for a sacred jewel shard it's got it's got quite a bit it's got a bit of a following and they like they the series went so far stopped and then back in 2012 they released the final um, few episodes for it okay it's pretty good. I've been I've been kind of like just switching between the um, sub and the dub. That sounds disorienting. Yeah, but like I like both, which is like which is 
rare. Not something I'd say often. Yeah. That could both work fairly well. So it's nice. It's a bit slow at times. There's like 167 plus the 20 episodes on the final act, about 180 episodes. About, yeah, 140 in so far. Knowing there's that many has already put me off. (laughs) Hey, you've got to commit. I know, that's the problem. It's hard. You've got to commit. You really do. It's been, it's it's interesting, it's pretty good, it's funny. can be a bit cringy at times, but... uh, what can you do? I'm really not sure what else to watch at this point. It's, it's almost like we've been given too much time to ourselves when it comes to that kind of stuff. And you're like, but then what's going to happen, right, is we're going to finish the lockdown and have to go back to our normal lives. And then only then remember there was something that we were meant to watch and forgot. Mm, <laughs> that's going to be so true. I mean, there's a few things I'm waiting to, like, start back up. I can't wait till Black Clover starts, like, putting out episodes again. Yeah. This last episode came out almost a month ago now. And that's a really interesting point. And I'm just kind of like, fuck. <laughs> Has all anime been cancelled for a bit? Um, so I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going by like what's being released on the Horrible Subs website. Okay. So they, they have like a schedule of... Oh, basically, when the anime comes out in Japan, they mm-hmm. upload it on their site and then you can torrent it. Except all the other anime seems to be ongoing, but Black Clover is just kind of paused. Mm. But I'm, I'm not too sure if that might be because it's getting close to where the manga is. Okay, they want to slow it down. So it's taking like a strategic break so that things kind of develop a bit more. It's interesting because they were saying that like Japan doesn't have a big working from home culture like we do. No. And so this has basically decimated a lot of their entertainment. And unfortunately, that because a lot of their entertainment is our entertainment. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of the we, we've suffered in fucking COVID. Yeah, in, that, in, that other, so in other news, uh, PlayStation are doing a one hour uh, reveal on, on Thursday. Uh, 9 p.m. our time, and they're basically going to do the PS5. And I'm assuming launch titles, because we have no idea what's coming out, and there's like, well, why why would someone buy a PS5 immediately, isn't it? You need to have good launch titles. Uh, and generally speaking, launch titles haven't been very good for the last two generations. Whereas, that's going to be something to look forward to. There's going to be something to look forward to. It's like you saw how critical putting Breath of the Wild out was for the Switch. Oh, like, when you think about it, that's an absurd launch year, right? Because you get Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey within a few months of each other. And yeah, I mean, if you weren't getting a Switch for one of them, you were getting it for the other. So like you were for Breath of the Wild and for me as Odyssey. And but, but like you said, if it's something to go by on previous um, previous releases, you're going to get like an amazing console, but then you're, you're going to be severely disappointed by the launch titles. Yeah, absolutely. That's last... last generation like launch titles weren't amazing i'm pretty sure i know there was like a game called knack which was really bad uh that's like infamous uh i wonder what it does mean for the ps4 though because there there are still like a number of big games that have been or will probably be released for it but i don't know what they're what they're going to be doing about backwards compatibility but i think they're going to have to reveal some stuff hopefully you'll find out yeah 
Hopefully we'll find out because they were saying, and I don't know if this is necessarily true, but they were saying that with the Xbox, um, whatever it, one at, wait, the One S is the one that's already out. The Xbox, yeah. some Scarlet, I think it's called. Um, that game, that console, when you play older games on it, it automatically upreses it to a to a new uh, definition to make it better looking. That's incredible. That is incredible. It's probably still going to look like shit when you play like original Xbox games on it, but like. The fact that it still does that instead of them having to re-release games like PlayStation do. That is, that is fantastic, though. It's really cool, isn't it? And I, yeah. I, I'd kill for Sony to do something similar, but I don't think they will. Yeah, for like, for, for like a modern-day console, mm. that is, that's just fucking incredible. Because that's- what I don't want is to have to keep my PlayStation 4 and 5 in, plugged in at the same time. It sounds like a nightmare. That does sound inconvenient. Yeah, you're just, you're just gonna run out of HDMI ports. That's that's exactly. It. I've already run out of HDMI, HDMI points on my TV. You know, you can get like a you can get like an adapter which has like two HDMI thing ports, and it's but got I like a, it's got like a switch on it. You can just like literally just flick the switch and it goes to either one. See, that's not a bad idea. But at the same time, I've got I've also got a full table for where my TV is. I don't physically yeah. have the space for another fucking huge console. Yeah. So I was there when you set up your the whole kind of like got the setup sorted basically because mm. you, de- you had to partially deconstruct your table. Yeah, I still have the top part of my table in the cupboard somewhere. So I guess if a burglar ever comes to my house, I can smack him on the head with a piece of hard glass. Oh man, <laughs> fiberglass. But uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to PS5 just because of like PlayStation kids since day one. So I'm looking forward to see what they do with it. I hope. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with uh, the, the cross-gen games, if that makes sense, like the ones which are being released for the PS4 and 5, because I wonder what the incentive is to play it just on 5, except for the reduced load times. Because they're saying that a PS4 game, which takes like 30 seconds to load something, will load it on the PS5 within a second. Yeah, because the, they released that incredibly detailed uh, video of the guy explaining it, but no one really understood it. I kind of understood it. So basically, there's a, uh, they're, they're building in solid-state drives, our state-of-the-art solid-state drives within the PlayStation. And solid-state drives, the way they work, not to get too technical for the podcast, but the way they work is that if you have a fast one, if you even just have one, it boots up applications a lot faster. So even your computer will have one. And the better your solid-state drive is, the faster it will just load an application when you click on the icon, which is why... Obviously, having that in a games console is absurd, but it was for all of this time, it's really been too expensive. Because mm. this is basically a computer, isn't it? Like, you don't, you, the reason why computers cost so much more and that they're so much more powerful than consoles is because they have better specs inside of it. Like, a console, a console is relatively cheap when you compare it to a, a computer, for example. Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely, yeah. But I think it'll be interesting, though, like, just, I'm, I don't want to say you should get your hopes up on what the release titles are going to be. Yeah, to be honest, you know, I generally buy these things a year after they come out, but I think this one I'm probably going to get on launch just because I have my own money now. Because PS4, I didn't have my own money. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be. I think I'm going to do the same actually because it's going to be my first kind of foray into PlayStation since PlayStation Two. There you go. So may as well just get it and then. We can play whatever shit launch titles they play online. <laughs> What's oh. that online? It'll be like, hey, Amrick, are you hating this as well? Yeah, man, this is terrible. 
<laughs> what should I come up with some fantastic shit and we just got to eat our own words? Like, gladly, though. That would be very funny. You know what we should do? Okay, so calling it from now, right? If we both get the PlayStation on PlayStation 5 on launch, then we should do a podcast episode where we're playing all the different launch titles together and talking about how terrible they are or how oh, good they are. That'd be quite funny. Yeah, exactly. It'll be expensive, <laughs> but... Almost expensive. <laughs> For the sake of a podcast which nobody's probably going to watch. But still, why not? Why not? Why not? But in terms of, uh, yeah, I'm, in terms of things to look forward to, like that's given a meaning to my week kind of thing. <laughs> it's something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm checking like the news daily to see what the fuck Nintendo are doing. Nintendo are not doing anything. They're, they're clearly just going to be saying, oh, by the way, here's a new game that's coming out. Like what they did with Paper Mario, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like because I just want some proper, proper news. Well, we're gonna. They said we're gonna get the. Um, it's having like a cheeky little look right now. Between, yeah. See, we're, we're. I don't think we're gonna get anything but re-releases. Um, and if they do release things, they're just gonna be like a few months before or a month or two. Here, here's a trailer. Okay, now go buy it. I think it it totally reflects what you said earlier about about Japan not really having uh, work at home culture. Imagine how sad that would be watching the guy who does the Nintendo Direct but do it from like his sofa. Kanye <laughs> has been doing that the last. I, I like to think like he'd be like, and let's see what we have next. Click, and then his mom walks in like, "Can you stop? You're not talking to anyone. <laughs> stop. Who are you clicking at? Go to your room." And his mom just comes in and gives him a bit of a burger. <laughs> so. So in terms of like games, uh, as we talk, as we normally move on to the the meaty part of our podcast, uh, in terms of games, what have you been playing recently? So I've just been dicking around on Animal Crossing for like the longest time. The How many hours have you put in? What? How many hours have you put in? Way too many. Probably like, like two, probably like two hundred plus. Check on your Switch right now. Like, how many hours have you put into the for the activity log? Is it your most played game after? Or even after Breath of the Wild. Hey man, Breath of the Wild, I put like 540 hours in. Just because like the amount of times I've played it and then Replay. stopped. And then like we, we, we opened the save file. Yeah. Got from fresh and I always forget how to do this. You go to your profile. I got it, about 215 hours. 215, I think I'm on like 50. There's like, I've like, I've bought an island up. Yeah, and then I've kind of like cleaned it all out. Then I've like built island up again and cleaned it all out. So I'm on like my third remodeling of my island. Did you restart game every single time? Um, so initially, I kind of just like totally just not happy with the direction mm. my island's gone in. I've kept this one since about March. Okay. And I've just been yeah, just remodeling it every, like every few days, clear everything out, and yeah. I've got loads of stuff to send you, actually. Oh, awesome. We'll do that at some point. Like, I've been collecting all the fucking, um, all the, um, recipe cards. Okay. That that I've already got. I've been collecting all of them. And I've literally got an entire beach full of, (laughs) I've just dumped them on on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. It's literally the beach in front of my house. It's like full of recipe cards to give you. Awesome. I um, 
I sell them. I, I was selling them until we said we will start keeping them to send to you. But you probably already, oh my God, you probably have all the ones that I, I get spare. Hmm. Like, there's some good ones there as well, like Golden Clock. I think I've got one for Golden Toilets. <laughs> so, something that you can probably aspire to having in your own life. A Golden Toilet. Golden Toilets. It's like, you know, when you really want to glamorize your shit. Mm-hmm. 24-carat shit. 24-carat shit. It was Animal Crossing. I was like, I, I think I played it solidly for about three, four weeks after I got it. Mm-hmm. And then I think in the last couple of weeks, I've played it for maybe maybe once or twice a week. So Is I'll it? log on. I'll do all the chores. I'll, like, pick all the fruit. Because I've just got... I worked out, so... In terms of the number of like fruit trees I have, I every time, all of them, the total value uh, altogether is one hundred thousand bells. That's how, that's all of the fruits that I have on my island because I've just any time I've gotten foreign fruit, I've planted it, and until I have like I'm just a massive orchard. So now because I, I if I log on more uh, more often, I could do that like every three days. But because I'm doing it about once a week. I'm just going, picking all the trees, selling it for like a hundred and something thousand, and then uh, calling it a day. <laughs> I've become so lazy. Like, I don't even want to do the rocks anymore. Because I don't really do that so much either, to, to be honest. Like, I've got all the materials I need. Yeah. But now I'm just kind of like finding new villages and inviting them to my island. That's fair enough, because I was like grinding. I think that's kind of what put me off playing after a while, because I was doing it every single day. And... Uh, like for example, I was looking at my interview inventory the other day, and I have like well over two hundred uh, thing irons, uh, the whatever they're called. And iron having ore. in mind, sorry, iron ore. Yeah, iron ores. Yeah, and this is like after I've uh, I made something which required ninety of them. Jesus. So. So I was like, you know what, I think I'm good. And even like all the clay and the rocks and stuff, I was like, yeah, I think I'm okay for a while. I don't need to keep harvesting them. Because like I've started to open open up my island to other people. Okay. On, you know, website, the turnip exchange. Yeah. Where you can basically just like advertise your turnips, whatever price they are. Mm. Like I just find, I just pick a day where da- Daisy is selling them for 90 bells. Mm. I create the ad on the turnip exchange and I get people to visit my island and just... They buy their turnips from me or from Daisy and they give me a Nook Miles ticket in exchange. And then, like, at one point, I had like 250 Nook Miles tickets. Yes. Wow, that means that many people came in a day. Yeah, so that was across like two sessions. So, like, I was, I literally had my island open to people whilst I was studying. Yeah. So it was like just keeping tabs on it and making sure like people are behaving and not like mean to each other what can they do so on the turnip exchange you can like you can coordinate it so you can have like two people at a time on your island yeah but you just got to make sure people don't um um share the turnip code with other people and like fuck up the queue and just stuff like that really okay fair enough i would not put that much effort into it <laughs> but it's been, it's been pretty nice like because you can link the Turnip Exchange to your Discord, so I've just been talking to like random people online. Yeah, last time I logged into that Discord, and I think I did it the day you sent it to me, I was like reading through, and the last few comments were all about sometimes someone saying, oh yeah, I'm getting a new job, and then people were just giving them advice. And I went, this is, an, this is a, just general 
<laughs> internet people <laughs> trying to be helpful. It's really, it's like, it's really strange. Like uh, yesterday, I was talking to someone from Australia, mm-hmm. and then like I was talking to them, and I'm like, oh, it's four o'clock in the morning over here. I'm like, why the fuck are you still awake? Go the fuck to sleep and stop buying turnips and people. Because he's an Animal Crossing player, and so you know a lot of people are nocturnal. But yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like they they were literally just pulling up bladders and just like up all night just buying and selling turnips. A lot of people stay up, you know, when days when days of May is like first there at 5 a.m. in the morning. A lot of people are just like, hey, look, I'm not going to wake up in time, so I'm just going to stay up till five and then buy the turnips. It's crazy, right? People are actually insane. Yeah, but you know. I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like, is that worth doing instead of just time traveling? But then, is it if you time travel, it, they automatically spoil? So it really depends if you time travel, travel backwards to the previous week, it will spoil. Okay. If you time travel forward from Sunday, you can go from Sunday to that Saturday, and yeah. they'll be fine. But if you go after the Saturday, then they'll spoil again. Oh, right. So it. Okay, that makes sense, because it's the same week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good, you know, just general tips for anyone who's looking to cheat at Animal Crossing. Yeah, anyone who's looking to get into the tournament market. You know, that stalk, so it's called the Stork Exchange, right? And obviously, when I first heard of it, I thought it was a play on, like, the stork as in the bird. I didn't know a stork. Like a bunch of turnips were grown on a stalk, and it didn't click that way. It made I thought it was a, bu- a bunch of birds are like in suits, and they're <laughs> and they're going around, going. I'll sell it for two hundred and fifty. If you, you know I what think, I mean. I think it's a play on stock exchange. I know it's a play on stock exchange, but I thought it was. <laughs> I, I generally I thought it was the, the birds and in the stock. Ex- I thought it was. I didn't think it was because everything else was named after an animal. So I assumed it was also named after an animal. I didn't think it was also named after the things that the turnips grow on. Um, maybe it would have worked better if, like, Daisy May and her grandmother were actually... Souls. Yeah, instead of cows. Yeah. With the pigs. That would, have, that would have... I thought that would have played out better. But then again, you know, there's something quite funny about pinning a, pinning a cow in your island like you do... <laughs> Yeah, but like the turnip exchange is quite cool because they have like other stuff like they have, they go on like the categories, they have turnips, categorizing, crafting, and other. Okay. So you, you can go like, you can basically catalog other items and yeah, just like share stuff. It's quite neat. Hmm. Weird sense of community. Like you don't see any of these people for real. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is quite nice. I do like it. But besides that, all the bonus of like social interaction without actually seeing people. You just see their like bastardized miniature versions of themselves, even though nobody dresses like how they do in Animal Crossing in real life. Like the number of dresses I've worn. Yeah, man, I've been like wearing kimonos and mm. also been wearing maid's outfit at one point. Uh, I like the ma- the mage outfit, like. That is a nice one. one. That was a cool one, yeah. So I think I, I was wearing that and like the Iron Man mask for quite for quite a while. Like people come to you like, "Oh, Zane, I haven't seen you." I was like, "How do you know it's me?" It's crazy, though, isn't it? Like the sheer variety of costumes they have on there. I think uh, I tweeted this from the from the Train of Ambivalence 
uh, Twitter the other day, but I, I tweeted a picture of the grave I made for Zipper. That was fantastic. And I just like, and, and then doing the crying some emoji uh, by it and paying my respects. Because, you know, I think, I think Zipper's legacy has to live on. That was great. Oh, that was actually fantastic. I love that one. So, I'd like to thank people. For a year's time when he gets Bill Wise again. It's like, Zipper is definitely in hell, but I think we can only take comfort in that. Oh, definitely. But I, um, besides Animal Crossing, uh, recent, I, so I've finished quite a few games recently, actually. And I mean, just the story mode, I don't really, I've not been 100% in games. But uh, I finished Dragon Quest, finally. So that, that's like a couple of months. So that was fantastic. Like story mode, and that's really good. Uh, it gets... It gets super interesting at the end, and then, uh, you know, we should probably do a spoiler warning, but yeah, the, the post-game is just nuts. Like, some of the bosses post-game are insanely The post-game bosses kind of made me go, wow, I, I am going to give up for a while. Like, I just want, I can't keep doing this because it's getting, it's getting very frustrating. Like, without, it, it without having a defined strategy, it's really frustrating. Because <laughs> there's a boss which comes available, which is the last, 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 last boss. And the only way to beat it is having is by grinding, so you get enough items that allow you to constantly keep all your uh, all your party pepped up and perform a pep thing, pep power, mm. which makes you invulnerable for several turns. And then have Veronica use spam magic burst. Okay. But till that thing dies, and that battle takes like forty five minutes if you follow that strategy, because there's no other real way you can actually beat that boss. Yeah, see, that sounds very tedious to me. It, it was tedious, but I did it, and you, sounds, get, you get an accolade for it. That sounds Not worse than it. the weapons in Final Fantasy VII. That sounds way worse, actually. That sounds like worse than any of the super bosses I've tried, because at least, at least with all the ones that I've tried so far, like in the Final Fantasy games, at least they've been hard, yeah, and they kick your ass, but there is a... Then it doesn't feel impossible. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think they made those bosses to be beat under any other circumstance. You ditch, you have to just spam like one move and have your rest of your party just defend for their lives because this that boss can knock your entire party out as soon as you turn up. Yeah, so it's very frustrating. It's impossible, and but I think that they very much just made it that way so people would just fight and try and get the accolade. And there's also the whole like replayability and trying to keep people engaged for as long as possible. If you make something incredibly hard, then they have something to work towards and then they'll keep playing your game. And that's how a, a, a 60 hour game, which is the story mode, turns into like a 300, 400 hour game. Did you do the um, Drunstone's Labyrinth stuff? I don't know. I don't, what, what was, is that in the post game? Um, yeah, post game. So there's basically the one of the uh, main characters from the original games and um, the um, original first a few Dragon Quest games you meet him again okay. and you can do his trials and at the end of each trial he grants you a wish and one of the wishes that you can just do over and over again is you spend your rest of your life with one other person so you can choose literally any member in, of your party mm. including Emma back home so you can choose to like spend the rest of your life with Eric. You can do your grandfather. You can do the other guy. 
you can do so you can do any of the female party members so is, like, that, you, is that different to marrying them um it's it's basically you're marrying them but okay. there's like a whole there's a whole cut scene about it you telling them that you want to spend the rest of your life with them it's quite funny and it is quite sweet in some ways as well but um yeah you can see the videos on youtube okay because yeah, yeah you, like, you can see like every single marriage for all of them yeah it's 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 nice to do and it's quite funny at some points fair enough i'll give it a go but yeah i think for me i beat the main story and i was like okay cool uh, i i think I, I beat a couple of the super bosses and then i went i'm not doing this anymore after i got beaten by one of them I went, this is just kind of it is it, it went from being kind of like this is very challenging to this is tedious and when it yeah. kind of borders on tedium, then I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll give it some miss for a while, at least for a while, because I don't want to, I don't want to burn out on a game I really enjoyed. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because I don't really have as much variety of games to play as you, I pretty much just wrote that one out and just like did it pretty much everything. Yeah. So I, I did all of Tickington, which was actually quite fun. Yes, yeah, I've neglected the tackle so so much I, I'm not they, because, because they gave me the option to neglect them I've neglected them so they all say they're just like hey yes you know we, we, our world's in trouble so if you want to come back at some point and help us you know we really appreciate that you're you're already really busy and on a quest I'm like yeah I am I'll see you later yeah so like if you do Tickington that's how you unlock the secret 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 boss okay that sounds okay great is it, is it a topple uh it's more like you've got to f- spoilers. You you've got to fight the bosses from previous games. Oh right, fair enough. And then at one point you've got to fight two of them at the same time. Mm, that sounds. Ugh. And then as soon as you beat those two, you've got to fight a second set straight after. Yeah, so it does the same thing as when you're fighting the spider, where you have to fight all the MMA fighters and then fight the spider. But by the time I fought the spider, my my first party were wiped. Oh, that was an annoying one because they just like he'd befuddles you or the fuck they call it yeah it's, it's irritating as well it's what you were saying i didn't know that the bosses take your turns from you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah pretty I didn't know that was mechanic no that's the way you've got like craft specific items yeah so i think i'll give the i'll give it a miss for a while um but no after the dragon quest i beat dragon quest about a month ago a few weeks ago at least yeah um, a month ago and um yeah, time, time doesn't mean anything anymore so it could have been a year ago for all i know i mean we're in purgatory basically <laughs> i beat dragon quest and then i started playing hat in time on switch oh, yeah. yeah which is like fantastic it's really really good did you get the um physical copy or the downloaded i got the physical copy because it's i just wanted like the actual disc i i if i can get the physical copy i'll get the physical copy um, and also because the Switch doesn't have a lot of memory, so I try to keep things physical so that it doesn't use up any of the internal memory. Good job. And uh, Hat in Time like, is fantastic. You can see it takes a lot from Mario, like 3D Mario, especially Sunshine. Uh, but really? yeah, you can see there's a fair amount of influence, but it's not just Mario. Like, there's, For example, she can do uh, a, the, home, the homing attack, like Sonic as well. Oh, that's really cool. Yes, yeah, so you can see these guys are like big fans of 3D platformers, but it, I honestly had such an amazing time. Like, I beat the story in that after about a, a week, but it's one of those games where, like, the character of it all is, uh, it really sells it. Like, it's so much fun. And it's like you, 
you get so much maneuverability when you're when you're jumping around like for example you can jump do a dive and then jump out of the dive and that is so satisfying for some reason like the, the platforming that you can do from jumping out of a dive means that you can basically traverse really long distances and it's, it's so much fun and it's quite uh forgiving the platforming so for example it's, it doesn't do that really irritating thing where if you miss the edge of a platform by like a pixel you just fall straight off um she like pulls herself up a lot of the time so it's it's, it's so, so much fun and it's one of those games which looks like it's for kids and then you have moments where you're like this isn't for kids this is not for kids it is quite a cutesy kind of animation style isn't it yeah and they they massively juxtapose that with the content of the game because there are points where you're like oh this wasn't intended for kids this is like certain things are for example that they say and uh there there's like a specific level which I'll, I'll let you borrow the game so you can experience it but like there's a specific level which scared me more than any horror game, any horror movie I've ever played, <laughs> I've ever watched. And like, it was getting more than like when I was playing Resident Evil, you know what I mean? It was freaking me out so much. I went, this is, this is really good. So I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's, yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. It does that Mario thing where you, it's very open-ended in terms of the, the collectibles. So you can, it's overall 45, so in this game, the power moons or the, the power stars, they're uh, timepieces. Like, um, of uh, course, yeah. You're basically just collecting all the kind of pieces of backup, aren't you? Yeah. So, so the plot of the game is basically you're on a spaceship going back home and the spaceship gets stopped by the guy from Mafia Town. And then your your spaceship crashes a little bit and the all the timepieces which are your fuel go flying off into the different worlds and you have to just go around collecting the timepieces so you need 25 to beat the game mm-hmm. but uh there's overall like 45 so it's like super open-ended in terms of what you can collect so it's like how mario you only you need 60 to beat the game but there's normally 120 in like galaxy for example that's cool. So, so like when we were playing Galaxy, remember how anytime we found a mission annoying, we just didn't do it and moved on to a different one and beat yeah. the game that way? That's cool. That's cool. I think I'd appreciate that. Yeah, it's like, so you don't have to do the ones that you don't like. For example, uh, well, to be honest, I can't think of any of the ones I didn't enjoy. The only, I haven't carried on playing it because I wanted to move on to other things and I finished the story, but it's really good. Like, so I'd highly recommend in time. Uh, I'd say get it. If you get the digital version, it's quite cheap on the eShop. It's like £25. Uh, I bought the physical one for 30 but the physical one comes with the DLC installed already. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. That's, so cool. that's good. That's good value. Doing either, to be honest. It works out to about the same amount. Let me look at it online at the moment. That's not bad. It's really good. It's a great indie game. Um, it runs a bit weirdly on Switch, though. Uh, like Doctor undocked. Uh, both. To be honest, it, it runs better when it's undocked. That sounds really weird, doesn't it? Yeah, but they've been saying that kind of same kind of thing for um, like stuff like The Witcher as well. Really, it's yeah. like it, it suits, but it suits being undocked, so you don't notice how bad it looks. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because in time, like the, there are points where the, the game looks really bad, but 
it's like the frame rate isn't very nice and certain textures you're like, ah, what the hell? Where I've, I've seen footage from other consoles and PC and it looks normal on there, but especially the frame rate. Frame rate can take a bit of a dip, uh, but when I'm playing in docked, uh, undocked, it's like, okay, this is great. You can, I think, get it on Switch just for the sake of being able to play undocked because, and it, to be honest, it's kind of like, a, it's an homage to Nintendo games. So you kind of want to be playing it on a Nintendo platform, if that makes sense. That's the thing. Recently, I've been playing most of my games undocked anyway. Yeah. Then, to be honest, it's like, you know, you got the Joy-Con drift fixed. So you may as well, right? So, yeah. I'd say that the other Joy-Con's starting to drift now. That's so fucking annoying. I thought mine was, but then recently when I started playing, I think I undrifted it. I don't know how, if that makes sense. I was, when I was playing Dragon Quest, it would do this thing. I'd be walking around and all of a sudden the camera would just span up. And it's really irritating. That's the thing. Like that's I first started like finding it unusable during Dragon Quest. Yeah. Because it was my left Joy-Con that was doing it. Yeah. And because it was doing it, it the left Joy-Con you could also use it to scroll through the text. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it would just be scrolling through the text before I could even read it. That was and menus would be a nightmare. Yeah, it really was. But yeah. But it's like, yeah. fix, but it did take like an, two months to get that sorted. Shit, and I think they've stopped doing it at the moment because of coronavirus. So don't. So they've actually put all that on hold for the time being, which does suck. Yeah, but uh, no, I'd, I'd suggest I'd suggest getting it on Switch. Uh, I've been playing it on Dark, and it's been really good. Uh, then I moved on. Oh, so Last of Us 2 is obviously coming out next week, I think. Or is it coming out? Yes, yeah, like June the 6th or something. What's coming out next week, sorry? Um, uh, the Last of Us 2. Nice, I'm going to get it. Well, so I started playing The Last of Us for the first time about a week or two ago. So that's going to be amazing. So yeah, it's really good. It's, also, it's so much fun. So I was in the middle of it. And then I started playing Ratchet and & Clank. And I have... <laughs> complete other side of the spectrum yeah and to be so i think as good as like games like the last of us are because they're a bit more slow and methodical uh it takes a certain mindset for me to kind of really get into it whereas something like ratchet and clank because it's really frantic um and fast paced and stuff and you know rpg elements and all that it keeps me entertained really when like completely locked in it's accessible, yeah. Uh, but I think The Last of Us, it does. You can you get that really satisfying uh, feeling you get from when you play stealth games. So like you sneak up behind something and do the one hit kill on them, and and the the monsters in Last of Us are friggin' creepy as shit, man. Like there's these things called the clickers, which um, they you can hear them when they're in the room and they're just constantly clicking at you, and it's like yeah, psychologically you're like ugh. I don't like this at all. And that's you look so at them. Much nope for me, man. That's like they look like there's like tiny, like a million different mushrooms that have grown on them. That's what the disease looks like in that game. <laughs> so they're not like typical zombies. They're more just like infected people who are infected with this weird mushroom disease. No, thank you. <laughs> But it's it's great, and I'm 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 looking forward to finishing it so that I can actually get the new one when that comes out. But I'm probably going to get it after a while because I know PlayStation prices drop so much. 
price is going to drop like a sack of shit. Yeah, exactly. So in like two, three months, probably. It's why I haven't bought Resident Evil 3 yet. Because, yeah, what's the point? It's going to... Resident Evil 2 became £20 less than a year after it came out. That's just ridiculous. So what's the point of buying it new? It's just no point, is there? No, unless you're like a massive van. And, uh, mm. but, yeah, unless, uh, unless you're just so impatient and you can't wait for that shit. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I'm sure I missed a trick by buying Final Fantasy before it even released, but that yeah, but you, I had to play. You just, you, yeah, you just had to play that though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can tell, tell about my thoughts about Final Fantasy VII. Go for it. It is really good. Um, it is. It takes a bit of a departure from, like, the normal Final Fantasy VII. I actually finished the game before it was fully released, like, before it was actually released to the public, because we got yeah. it... Yeah, you, you powered through that, like, like an amazing way. Yeah, in a, in a week, I think, I beat it. But I think a lot of people, like, for example, my brother-in-law, um, he... He got it a day after me, but he had finished by like two, three days before me. He'd, he'd, he, he got the game, and then that night, he had already surpassed me, even though I'd already had it for a day before him. And he was like maybe five hours into the story, further than I am. And it was just because he just powered through it completely. Yeah. That's the thing, like, do you feel like you're appreciating the game if you're playing through it that quickly? But then it's not just playing through, like he was also doing all the side quests and everything. Oh man, but, so he's really like making his... <laughs> yeah, he did. The, he got the platinum for like getting every single thing in the game, which yeah. I wouldn't do because that sounds like a tedium. Yet again, like I, I can't, no game has ever held my interest that long for me to go, oh yeah, I want to do everything within it. <laughs> like, and sometimes like I try to, but a lot of the time I get to a certain point and then I just lose interest. Yeah. It's like, for example, I'm in the middle of Ratchet and Clank, and I'm like, oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna level up all of the weapons because all the weapons are amazing. And it's like, I wanna, I wanna fully max out the stats on all the weapons until they transform into better weapons and get all the specific collectibles. But then I know by the time I've started doing it, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, I don't wanna carry on doing this. I wanna do other things. Yeah, interesting. It's hard to maintain that kind of level of enthusiasm. Yeah, it's. It's just like. Mm. I can't keep. I can't keep living like living like this. It's like I'll go as far as getting the Hadoken in Mega Man X, and because <laughs> in order to get the Hadoken, you need to have collected everything in the game, which you would anyway, because you need to collect everything to be able to survive. Um, and then after that, you then do this really specific thing in one of the stages where, basically, there's like a machine you ride, and it goes all the way down a, a slope and you then normally jump off to get to the cliff, to a cliff, and then go through to the boss door. But there's a cliff which is above that cliff. And if you jump off at a specific point, there's a, a bit of health. So you have to, it's really stupid, by the way. You have to do that ride four or five times in a row, jump to the top where that health is, and then jump off to your death. And after you do it for the, after you do it for the fifth time, um, you get up there and... Uh, Dr. Light's there, and he's like, here you go, here's a Hadoken as an upgrade. <laughs> it's the weirdest It's the weirdest requirement for an upgrade I've ever seen in the game, but I've done it so many times. You've got to admire the, the like, planning they put into that shit. It's dumb. It's like, you purposefully kill yourself. Yeah, but fuck it. Well, Get it's, a not weapon. Like lives. it's not like lives on hard to combine that one. 
But yeah. but yeah, man, the playing a lot of stuff. Last of Us, Last of Us Two, Last of Us Two is coming out next week. Uh, I bought Dreams on the PlayStation as well. How is it? It's it's crazy, man. Like you, uh, you sent me screenshots of it. It looked horrifying. What you were doing? Yeah, because so basically, it's a free. It's a it's a level maker. Um, it's a level making. It's a, it's a game making tool, and uh, you use the control like the motion controls of the controller to like draw things and make them into objects, and then program them to be able to do certain things. And then the game comes with like a bunch of pre pre made objects which have their own rules and stuff. So, for example, one of the first things I did was I made a game of football. So okay, I just got a, I got a goal, uh, two goals, and then I got a ball, and then it's like a scoreboard and I just and then I put like boost pads on the floor so people would run into the ball and hit them in and stuff it's, it's crazy because I'm not like I'm not good with visualizing creations but even I could do it and so you can't do Friday Night Football anymore so you just gotta make it do I'm just boarding for yourself exactly I'm just watching these weird hollow puppet people play instead and um like the the creations because it's it's got that same appeal that Mario Maker does where if you're not good at creating yourself you can play the internet's creations and obviously these people make ridiculous stuff considering they're you know it's quite incredible what people can actually do yeah like people have been making sequels to like Rayman and Crash and Jack and Daxter and stuff and they've been recreating levels of specific games in that engine too so like somebody made a, a Peach's Castle from Super Mario 64 and That's then cool. Nintendo got them to take it down. <laughs> oh, that really sucks. I know, because I was like, it was before I got the game. But I saw, I saw footage online. I was like, that looks so cool. Some, they did it really well. And like, obviously, because it's in Dreams, the actual image quality is a lot nicer than the actual game. That's incredible. They probably just took it down as like... Yeah, they were just like, hey, hey, it was better than the one we made, even though you can't, you can't program it in the same way. But yeah, man, like, if, anyone, if anyone's super creative and... Uh, you think you fancy yourself to be a game designer or you just want to play other people's stuff. It's the same, it's the exact same appeal for me as like Mario Maker. I, I love that we have these kind of outlets nowadays where you can like do something like pursue something like that. Yeah. It's quite fantastic. It's crazy, isn't it? Like considering how it's people like say me and you who we don't, you don't fancy yourself to be like level designers and to be able to visualize what you have in your head. But it's cool being able to see what people can do when they are allowed to express themselves like that. And then of course people are going to abuse that shit. Like remember the levels that people are making in Smash? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that because they had no quality control in the first day or two? So people were just... So fucking funny though. I know, it was amazing, wasn't it? And they still did. Like, have you been on Smash recently and looked at the stages? Not recently, but I've got some downloaded, like some choice ones downloaded, like steamed hams <laughs> and what else? It's a 9-11 one, which is so bad that I have. I've got that Hatsune Miku thing. Hatsune Miku, the singer. Yeah, yeah. The sing- yeah. So I, know, I didn't know who she was until but I downloaded that. <laughs> yeah. It's just so game. ridiculous. I've just had to download it. <laughs> it's like a rhythm game, yeah. Yeah. And then... Yeah, got some fantastic ones up there. I love that shit. It's 
it's like you know you give people enough freedom they will make things yeah you give people too much freedom and you see what happens <laughs> people will be able to level which is basically just the wee fit trainer you lift you up at top Because uh, the next smash reveal is, is well, is arms, and that's coming out in I think a month. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what they do with that. I think everything is just going to be. I think we we talked about this last time, but everything is just on the back burner at the moment, especially when it comes to development for like games that we like. Yeah, I'm gonna get so bored soon. <laughs> it's probably unless you know new things come out. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I really. Paper Mario is not probably my kind of game, to be honest. I'll give it a go anyway, just to see what it's like. And, you know, I, can, I don't think I can ever get enough of RPGs. I just like having a collection, too. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's still a bit enough to play through, so I'll keep restarting it, but only getting so far. It's, it's one of those you kind of need to get momentum with the way it plays so that you can keep playing it because it gets quite hard. How far did you get in Bayonetta? Did you have a completer? No, I got like chapter six, chapter seven. Yeah, I think I got to chapter seven and just left it. Yeah, it's just like this is getting pretty difficult. And I think I just didn't have the, at the time, I didn't have the patience to kind of keep going over and over and over again until I can finally yeah. beat it. I don't think I'm going to carry on that, to be honest. But you also, so that means you haven't touched Bayonetta too, have you? Yes, neither have I, and I've had it for a year, and you've had it for like more than that. Yeah, and that's meant to be the better one. That is meant to be this the one made for modern consoles, but because I yeah. haven't beaten the first one, I feel bad playing the second one. Yeah, same. Hundred <laughs> percent same. Yeah, that's like. Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing holding me back. To be honest. Yeah, pretty much. No, same exact same here. To be honest, there's do, like in on the Switch store, they've released quite a few things which I bought and I've never actually touched. Yeah, well, like. Uh, there's like a, for example, there's a game called Bastion, which I think I bought for like a pound or two. And What's it called? Bastion. Oh, yeah. And like that, because I, I read good things about it, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And I've just not, never given it a go. I think I have over, I checked it the other day, like I have a lot of different titles on there. Like that first Dragon Quest, for example, I got the Dragon Quest 1 on, on Switch. I've played maybe 10 seconds of it. Just play the tarot screen and like, nope, that's enough for me. Yeah, basically, it was it was pretty much just. I I went on to it. I was like, yeah, I can't be asked to start this now, even though that's a really short game. Apparently, it's only like a few hours. Yeah, it's only a couple of hours. You can power through that quite easily. Like, <laughs> Do I want to? That's the question. <laughs> like, I've got a Kami which I really enjoyed playing. Yeah. Then I stopped, and it's been like, I bought it like three Christmases or two Christmases ago for the Switch. Dude, I bought a Kami for like two pounds. Yeah, it was on sale, like crazy, like cheap the other week. Yeah, it was seven pounds and I had five pounds of credit, so I bought it for two pounds. Oh man. Oh cool. Um, West Even Falls, um, 15 quid. Are you going to get it? Uh, I've got enough enough of Resident Evil 4 to own. I've played it enough times, to be honest. I've got, I've got it on PS4, so that's the one I've played. Because, like, played. Wii and PS4 versions, but you know, they even have um, the first one for twelve eighty nine. Which one? Sorry, the like remake. Yeah. 
you're gonna go go through all the different Resident Evils on there. To be fair, Revelations Two is like seven pounds on there too as well. I did not realize it had number five on here either. Yeah, dude, all of them are on there except for seven and the new ones. God damn. I do not want to play that racist shit. <laughs> I bought... I, I own all of them, I realised. Uh, on PS4, I bought, like, five, the collection 5, 6, and 7. It was, like, £8, so I just bought it. Oh, sorry, 4, 5, and 6. Oh, no. You've got fighters on here for 20 quid? Yeah, the fighters, which have been given new DLC recently uh, in the... In they've added Kefla and Ultra Instinct Goku. Yeah. Hmm. I'm tempted to get that, but again, I don't want to download it to my Switch. Yeah. Well, you can get it physical, I think. So. Yeah, that's gonna be way more. Yeah, I think so. Then, then again, what the fuck else am I gonna play? Well, you, you and always delete fight. things. You really enjoyed fighters, though, didn't you? Yeah, I really have. Although the best, the thing about fighting games is you get the most out of it in multiplayer, and I don't have anyone to play with, generally speaking. And I don't like playing online as much because my internet shit. Hmm. Yeah, I've never been big, big of an online player. Well, in terms of fighting games, like I've played, I think I've. The, my issue is I've never had a chance to get good at any one of them because I switch between them too much. I've I've never been good enough. <laughs> you actually play like that to be honest like, like go in and just get massacred it's it's one of those things you just kind of have to like, memorise how to do specific things except the, the one I think the, obviously the one fighting game which I think is the most accessible but the, the, the one which I've put by far the most amount of hours in is Smash to be honest that's the only one which I will like regularly revisit and be like I, I, I get that that feeling of like I really fancy a game whereas I don't really get that as much with other fighting games but Smash I'm like oh man I haven't played Smash in a while I want to do a few matches and then I'll play it for like a few hours every single time and try trying out all the different characters and stuff because like even in Ultimate I'm still playing as all the characters as often as I can I don't just stick to one or two I haven't played Ultimate in such a long time I still not beat the World of Light you know yeah because it's a bit tedious isn't it yeah like I've gotten to the second part of it where you're in the dark world yeah yeah but i'm just like fuck i'll be honest well it would have been more interesting if they actually had like you know say a story to it or something oh yeah just just to see how it plays out because the way they did it is kind of like and see what happens at the end of this board game i went oh yeah okay fine i'll play it and i was i enjoyed it but they handled it a lot better Oh, definitely. Like, I really enjoyed our playthrough through um, Subspace. That was fucking great. Yeah, although i got to say, man, that whole thing was tainted by the second to last level, which took, I swear, it took like three days for us to do because we didn't do it all in one go. Yeah, it's, it's hella confusing. Yeah, it was and really it's, confusing. It's, it's just one giant maze. The Great Maze, isn't it? That's, that's what it's called, isn't it? That, that level was probably the worst level in a fighting game I've ever played. It is a bit much. I remember yeah. as a teenager getting so frustrated and getting so lost. I'm like, what the fuck even is this shit? 
Well, because we had to like really focus on where the map was taking us in order to. It was ridiculous considering it's a kids' game. I was like, "What are we doing here?" I actually have no idea. Also, did we save all the characters? I'm pretty sure we left a couple of them stuck as statues. <laughs> no, I think we actually got all the characters in the end. Because <laughs> I think like because you've got to like connect all the points together or some shit. Yeah. And we ended up going like so far out into the maze that we ended up having to like draw ourselves back in and we ended up pretty much getting all the characters really. So we did quite That's well fun. on that one. It's fun in co-op. Yeah, I can't imagine playing that in single player. That's 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 how we did how I did as a teenager basically. Yeah. I I even like so if you try and beat the bosses on either very hard mode or intense mode. Yeah. When you get them down to almost like zero health, mm-hmm. uh, a trophy stand spawns and you can throw the throw at the boss and turn them into a trophy. Okay. And it took me five hours, but I did that for Taboo. Oh my God, Taboo was such a like shit boss fight as well. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just like some random guy. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like, who are you? You don't even look like a Nintendo character. Like, he doesn't even look like he belongs in the world of Nintendo. He looks like he belongs in like... Final Fantasy or some shit. Yeah, he's like some bastard abomination, and he was ridiculously hard to beat. Mm. Yeah, I know. Uh, nearly lost all, all our lives immediately. Because I, I was like, I was not expecting that to ramp up so much. That's the thing, because like, when we were beating that boss, like, you kept getting hit by all the attacks. Yeah, because I just like, could not read them when we first yeah, started. Like, I've, like, I've, I've beat him enough times to like, remember his attacks and his the rhythm that he kind of goes through. Yeah, because it was very erratic to begin with. I was like, what? And then he just starts coming from nowhere. And I was like, I wasn't expecting that, especially because all up to that point, all the fights were the same, which is just, you know, someone's over here, you're over here, and you're like kind of just playing normal Smash. But the, I think my, the highlight for me by far of that playthrough was beating Ridley with a Pikmin. That was, that was honestly the funniest. Jokes just throwing a Pikmin at him. <laughs> one errant Pikmin being thrown by Olimar because I was just like yeah screw it threw a Pikmin and it like he was he was like flying past us and it hit him on the head and he died <laughs> that was fucking brilliant hmm. uh, that was a fucking fantastic man. I wish we could have recorded that shit that would have been funny that would have been really good we should definitely do some game recording at some point it's just you know we need to work out we're not very good internet people when you think about it yeah, we're so sporadic when we do things. Mm, yeah, yeah. Our fan base is going to revolt at some point. What fan base? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, they're just going to send us hate mail like from the two, three people who watch us and get really angry. But I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen in terms of like what we can watch or play in the future at this point. Because I think, I think it will inevitably hit the production of games down the line. So next year, we're probably going to be really shit. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to like get to a point where it's going to be like a million things out at once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next year, next year is going to be pretty shit in terms of releases because obviously things that would have been made for this year or next year will now be delayed even further. And mm-hmm. just, like, for example... You 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 wouldn't have thought that Metroid Prime having to Metroid Prime Four having to restart development process all over again. You wouldn't have thought something even 
would have pushed that pushed that back even more, and now it's even more delayed to like probably twenty twenty five or some shit. Yeah, we're never gonna see that game. Never gonna see that game. It's gonna be the game of like them out on the next Nintendo console. It'll be it'll be a rumor of, for a persistent rumor for like fucking years from this point. Oh man, what if the next um, Sony announcement like? They don't even say anything about the PS5. It's just a guy telling you it's been delayed because of coronavirus. Or would uh, you do it? Well, I wonder if it will affect like literal production in the sense of, you know how the Switch is out of production at the moment because they just don't have the factories going. Yeah. So isn't, wouldn't that be the same for the PlayStation 5? I would assume so. Because surely they would have done, they would have probably manufactured some, right? But... I'm saying in terms of like supply and demand, they, there's, I doubt they would have, they will have enough PlayStations to meet demand when it does come out. Mm, that's true. I think, I'm sure that was the issue when I, when I got my Switch as well. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, but Nintendo, Nintendo sometimes, you know, you feel like they don't act as a business and do smart things. Yeah, they don't. But they're good at inflate. Artificially inflating their prices. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. It's like one thing they really excel at. Did you ever see that uh that statement from like one of the Nintendo guys about, for example, why they haven't they don't really cave in to fan demand, and like I think the the example was Mother Mother Three and the localization, and they were oh. saying it's essentially because. They need to work out whether it, obviously they need to work out whether it is financially makes sense for them to do that. And Mother Three specifically, they don't think the cost of localizing it will be worth the getting it out for the what is like quite a small fan base. Mm. The way they described it, they said it's actually like a, a vocal minority as opposed to quite a demanded thing. To the people who we want to. I thought it's because basically, the guys now, the, the guys now, trans people in they basically they'd have to localize that entire um, section of the game or like those characters completely. That's, I thought it's because the guy that developed it initially, um, Itoi. Itoi. Um, I thought it's because he's basically just doesn't want to go back into that. Oh, no, not, not as in, like, they're going to make another Mother game. As in, for example, why we haven't got Mother 3 as a translation in, in Western territories. They released it on the Wii U. No, no, Mother 3. Not, not the other... The, that's the only one which hasn't been released. Mother 3 still, like, is being demanded by fans from Nintendo, but they're not localizing it. It's still a Japanese-only game. You probably don't know that because we've obviously all played the ROM where some fans have translated it. Yeah, because I definitely played the translation. Yeah, we've all played the translation because um, Nintendo have never officially released it. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly. I'm certain that it was. No, it was. It was only F Bound Beginnings. On the, just on the Wii U in Japan. Yeah. Um, F Bound Beginnings was the only one which got like released twenty or whatever twenty years yeah, late. F Bound, that was released on the Wii U. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. But yeah, they were saying it's because the reason they're not localizing it is because basically. 
it doesn't make financial sense to you because localization is going to cost so much and they'll have to edit so much of the game to make it viable for like Western audiences. I mean, we've practically already got it in most senses. We both, we both own the actual game, yeah. The, the, yeah. That's what the other argument is, is because anyone who would have already wanted to have played it has already played it. And Nintendo, who normally will send out like a cease and desist letter to people immediately, like they got Mario taken down from PlayStation, like a PlayStation game, but they decided to let Mother 3 live so and live on the internet. You know what I mean? They haven't taken it down. So people suggest that they can like okay with it. They're just okay with the fans translation being the de facto version. If, if it means less work. Yeah. <laughs> It's less bullshit, isn't it? Because it's like, because they're, they're suggesting the only reason why it was never translated is because of the, the, those, that group of like mystical beings. Um, and it's like super insensitive to the trans community, in, especially in like the modern day. Mm. Yeah. And also, to be honest, they've been a lot more of a punchline in uh, Japanese culture than in, in older stuff than they were in. in our culture. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But, but they are like super powerful for some reason. Yeah. That's not explained. They have to be super careful when it comes yeah, to that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking hilarious. Though. They were like, they all have like five o'clock shadow and lipstick and like eyeliner. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely played for laughs, but I think in, in the modern day, people would be like, you know, that's at the expense of trans people, so it probably wouldn't be, wouldn't go down well. Definitely wouldn't. Mm. Definitely wouldn't. Yeah, man, like, in terms of things to do, I think we're all good, and, like, we, we might be okay. I don't know what the fuck, how the hell to end the podcast, so I'm clearly just rambling here. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our first... Good zoom cast and hopefully it didn't i think this zoom went ambivalence. zoom i think it went better than the than the phone call one but not as good as the normal one this was clearer you you've only ever cut out for like a millisecond mm. which is fantastic and considering we, we didn't hit the 40 minute time thingy either we probably did it just didn't Tell us to. I think because I have an account. I don't know. I've been because like when I've spoken to other people, sometimes it times out and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just randomly goes. You've been upgraded to like a unlimited. Mm. I've, I've seen that before as well. So I don't know. And it's also telling me that I'm using enhanced encryption. Yeah, me too. I don't know what that means for a call nobody is trying to hack into. Yeah. Not end-to-end, not end-to-end encryption. Like the irony is, our call is encrypted, but we are we are quite literally trying to get people to watch this. Yeah, that's that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, man. Like if this episode bombs, we're just going to blame it on the encryption. Yeah, blame on the encryption. <laughs> Solid. Blame on the encryption. I like that. I like that idea actually. Yeah. And even in two, three years' time, when we still only have three, three people watching, we'll be like, hey, look, the encryption is still in place, even though the lockdown ended only a month ago. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, 
thanks to everybody for watching and for tuning in and hopefully we didn't ramble too much this time maybe we maybe maybe we did good maybe we didn't who knows who's really to say who's the who's the judge of podcasts um but i don't know Amrik, do you want to close the show it's been it's been fantastic to get back to this it's like majorly overdue yes god knows when the next one's going to be and maybe who knows when we actually do the next one maybe we'll be able to go outside yeah it's true a man can dream maybe we all we won't survive by then who knows who's really to say who's to say who's to say but i think the moral of the story is tune in next time to the train of ambivalence and also follow us on twitter at pod toa please do good to see you all and good to talk to you again have a great night and take care. Shall I just leave the recording as well? <laughs>